0: The Old Testament reading is recorded by the inspired prophet Micah, the fifth chapter. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, we are too little, who are too little, to be among the clans of Judah. From you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time When the Assyrian comes into our land and treads in our palaces then we shall raise him against we shall raise against him seven shepherds and eight princes of men this is the word of the lord be to God. the epistle is recorded by the author of hebrews the 10th chapter This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 1, beginning at the 39th verse. In those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country, to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary... And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. And behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. And the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. He has spoke to our fathers and to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text is the Gospel according to St. Luke, which we have just heard read concerning the two blessed mothers. Amen. Speaking of mothers, many of you are mothers, I will have to confess, I will have to admit that I did not cherish my mother as I should have, and prayerfully maybe I did a little bit better when I became a father. For then I saw what my wife had to go through to bear our children. Now, that's not an unusual confession. You probably have made the same yourself. Those of you who are parents, not only we fathers, but also mothers. You probably really understood what your mother went through to bring you up when you became a mother yourself. Mothers are wonderful Mothers are unique. Mothers don't always tell their children many things. I had no idea what my mother went through when she bore us children, and I still don't, other than I realized after the fourth child was born, some quite a few years later, and her last child, she went to the hospital for repairs, what we had done to her when we came into this world I knew nothing about a what is it a fallen bladder you women know what that is well my mother had at least that and went into the hospital for repair so we children ought to have high regard for our mothers for they are special. They go through a lot to bring us into this world and then to bring us up in this world. I mentioned to the confirmation children, where are they? They will remember this. I think it was just last week I mentioned that some mothers even have given their lives to bring children into this world. My great grandmother. Mary Smith married my great grandfather who was a Cheryl. She gave birth to my grandpa. He was the oldest of the three. And then she gave birth to his brother and sister as twins. And Then about a month and a half later she left this earth. That's not totally uncommon for mothers to give their lives to bring us into this world. So we ought, and hopefully I do now, have a high regard for my mother. Here we have before us this day two blessed mothers. Actually, probably two of the greatest. In fact, Mary is the greatest mother because she had the great honor of giving birth to our Savior, to Jesus Christ. Now this is just, well, it's, it's heavenly. It's out of this world. It's beyond our wildest imaginations of how this could ever be. That God himself who created this woman then becomes her child. In her womb, and she gives birth to him now as the God baby. The God who created Mary also became Mary's child. Now, that is beyond our wildest imagination. Reason cannot comprehend it. And that's part of their problem. Those who reject Mary as Jesus' mother and reject Jesus as her God and creator is because they try to use their reason to understand it. And you can't do it. It's beyond our capability. The smartest among us, the most God-gifted minds on this earth, cannot grasp it. You and I only can grasp this great mystery through faith, which God gives to us in his Son, Jesus Christ, at that font right over there. When we became, maybe you were baptized as a baby, Thanks be to your mother that you were baptized as a baby. Or maybe later, some even as adults. But whenever we came to faith in Christ, then we were able to believe, not that we can understand it, but we believe it, that God became flesh, just as we are flesh, and dwelt among. And Mary, of all the women in the world, at her time or even any time, was blessed to be his mother. Just imagine, mothers, imaginers, nursing your God, changing his diaper, bringing him up, instructing him in the ways of the world to live with him for all those years. She, she had to, this is amazing. It is just utterly amazing that she could, could and did do this for us. And she considered it an honor. You know, there are people today who are saying the most ungodly things about her. I'm not even going to repeat them they're just so ungodly and she put up with it and she took it because she knew it was a wonderful blessing God had given to her to be the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ and then you see how the Holy Spirit works He informs her of these wonderful things, this beautiful hymn, this canticle that she sang, My Soul Magnifies the Lord, and that he moves her to go and see her cousin, Elizabeth, who was considered cursed because she was barren. God tells us the greatest gift next to faith that he gives us is babies there's nothing greater than a baby next to your faith of course your faith is the greatest gift but there's no greater gifts in this world than babies read the psalms read psalm 127 128 read genesis 128 read read genesis 6 God says, be fruitful and multiply. That means have babies. And then he says, babies are gifts to us. They are so precious, those little guys. And God has things in mind for them to do throughout their whole life. He already has our life mapped out for us, what he wants us to be about. Now, of course, we don't ever accomplish these things. Well, maybe some of them. But he wants to use, he works through his people to accomplish his purposes. You see it all throughout the scriptures. He is always working through his people. Right here, he's working through these two ladies, these two blessed women. Mary and Elizabeth. Elizabeth was considered, as I mentioned, cursed because she was barren. And she was now past the age of childbearing. And what does God do? Another one of his miraculous moves. He gives her a child. A little baby boy who's going to grow up and be this great preacher who comes out of apparently nowhere, of course it wasn't nowhere, but we don't know where, and he appears in the desert preaching, repent and be baptized. And that message is still the same today. Repent and be baptized. Acknowledge that you are a poor, miserable sinner. And then give God all the praise by saying, but thanks be to you, Lord Jesus, you forgive me. John preached that, you know, not very long. What happened to him? Jesus said, this is the greatest person on earth born of a woman. John the Baptist. And look how we treated him. Herod, has his head cut off. Because he was preaching the truth to Herod that you are a miserable sinner because of many reasons, but you have your brother's wife and you have her unlawfully. And so what did he do? Cost him his head. But he was faithful to the Lord and his word. And Elizabeth was blessed to be his mother. And Zacharias was blessed to be his father. And God gave us these two wonderful women to be the mothers of these two great men. John the Baptist, who led the way, getting the people ready for Jesus to come. And then God himself in our flesh who died that we might be forgiven, who gave his life for people who hated him, that they might be forgiven and have the certain hope of eternal life. You know, Jesus said to Mary, another Mary, there's one thing needful. And Mary has chosen that good portion. You and I need one thing in life. That's all we need is one thing, and that's Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I remember Pastor Paul Faust. Do anybody remember him? He went through this whole list of all the things we have. There was a man in a hospital one day, and he owned a Cadillac. And the man was fading. And he said, Someday he's not going to need his car. Someday you're not going to need your house. Someday you aren't going to need these glasses. Someday you don't need these hearing aids. Some days you don't even need this clothing. But the day comes, you have one need, and that's Jesus Christ, your Savior. May God grant you faith in him that when you take your last breath, you will have him on your lips and in your heart. God grant him to each and every one of us. Amen. Now may the peace that passeth all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.